I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, and you're listening to Between Two White Coats, a weekly podcast where we dig into key issues surrounding health and wellness. I'm a family medicine doctor, and my co-host, Amber Foster, is a family medicine nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We are taking some of our biggest questions, obstacles, and patient-centered advice and wrapping it into a 20-minute weekly podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have found this podcast helpful, give us a five-star rating and review. This helps other people find our podcast. And make sure you share it with your friends. Thank you for your time. We look forward to serving you. Last week, we continued with Reverend Michael Welburn's story. After neglecting his health for so long, there were several other serious medical issues to address after his successful heart surgery. We conclude Michael's story this week and how he met those issues head on, how his life has changed for the better, and his advice for those of you who are living as he once did. We hope you enjoy. Uh, When I went back in October and they told me your heart is great, you know, your blood pressure is great. I looked at my heart doctor and I said, well, you know, I said, I need to have a PSA and I need to have a um, colonoscopy. And he said, well, you can't do the colonoscopy. He said, let me make a couple calls real quick. He said, go see your primary care doctor. And I said, you are my primary. (laughs) And And he said, no, I I do not accept that. And so, you know, and, and, and I knew he said, well, you need to find one, which Tina, when I went through everything that I went, my wife went immediately and had a physical and my wife was in, Perfect shape. Wonderful, perfect <laughs> health. Which is also good to go and get that confirmation. Yeah. You know, sometimes the, the doctor's visit is just a pat on the back. Keep yeah. up the good work. I was I was glad for her. I was happy for her. I was jealous and I was a little bit upset. <laughs> right. But um, what took place was, and this was on October 7th, I went to the doctor. I mean, it's amazing how I remember dates because there are significant moments on your health journey that you never forget. And uh, he said, let me call a urologist friend of mine. So he said, the urologist said, just give him a blood test. He said, based on what you're telling me, he's going to be fine. And so uh, my cardiologist walked me down to his, his lab, uh, gave me the, the PSA test. That was on a Wednesday. He called me on Thursday and he said, he calls me Pastor Mike. He said, Pastor Mike, he said, you have an appointment at nine o'clock in the morning. He said, it's not good. And uh, he said, um, uh, you're, you, you need to see the urologist. And I said, what do you mean? It's not good. Of course I had learned. And of course we had Amber and Amber's helping us through this next phase as well. But, uh, we learned everything about heart disease that we could. Now I'm learning, learning everything about a PSA number, which means nothing to me. And, uh, he said, your, your PSA came back at 47 and I went, okay. I said, what does that mean? He said, well, he said, if it's two to 4.5, we know that you have cancer. He said, you know, as it becomes elevated, it still didn't mean anything to me. And he said, 47 is not good. And I said, when he said two to 4.5, I said, do you think it meant 4.7? And they just forgot the decimal point. <laughs> and he, he said, no, he said, we checked it twice. So I went to the, the urologist the next day, which was October 9th. And he looked at me, he said, I don't have to examine you, but he said, you have prostate cancer. He said, I will examine you. I was, I was shocked because I had done so well with my heart and felt like God had healed me through medicine. 
And I remember, this is where my faith and my fact really wrestled. Was I said, God, why would you heal me through heart disease to let me die with cancer? Because the cancer doctor did not give me good prognosis. Wait, waiting for all my lab work. Of course, it was Monday. It was a Friday. I remember calling um, my coach. Uh, she deals with medical issues all day long. But when it's your family, it's, it's not that it's not personal all the time, because I really believe with what you're called to do, it is personal. But this was her father who had been diagnosed now. And I remember we FaceTime a lot. She was in bed and she was just crying and crying. And she had the papers and she said, Dad, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And I, I remember saying, well, what do you mean it's not good? She said, Dad, I don't know. It's not good. And I, I said, well, do I have a year? Because, you know, you hear the word cancer and you just think it's over, you know, and um course that started us on a journey of I was in and out of the hospital the next five or six weeks um, and uh, biopsy bone scans they thought my cancer had metastasized uh, they were looking they were trying to do everything they could but long story short I had a prostatectomy I think that's the word that's the word you, you become very fluent <laughs> in, in healthcare language uh, that was on uh, in December Another whole miracle in itself there. Uh, I've been back to the doctor twice now. Uh, my PSA is undetectable. Um, last time I went to the doctor, which was last week, they're talking, uh, you know, about some preventative measures. Uh, they originally said, you know, prior to my surgery that I would have 37, about seven weeks of radiation. When I went back, they said no radiation. Well, I heard them say no radiation, thinking, no radiation. Uh, this time I went undetectable, great news, but I think we probably need to go ahead and just for preventative measures, you know, and he said prior to this, um, he said, we always would have done radiation. So he said, kind of walking me through that, you know, again, it's another mental issue with me, uh, trying to learn. And, uh, so I'll, I'll be facing that probably June. I go see him. I think it's next week. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just part of a journey that I'm on. Uh, I am going to go get to a primary care. So, uh, so I can start barking, <laughs> but dad's PSA would have been found on a preventative visit. Cause we do yeah. those for men. So he, that would have been found like a 47 PSA is absurd. Oh yeah. You it know, did, it didn't go from two to 47. 47. It, it crept up along the way. Yeah. And, and so it is, you know, why do we do those labs? Why do we make you come in for those visits? wellness visits? Some yeah. of these things end up being found sooner. Um, and I, so in, in now being the person who gets way more healthcare <laughs> visits than in, in, up. in one month, you've gotten what you ha had in 25 years. Um, how are you feeling about even engaging in the healthcare system? Uh, well, you know, it, now it's a process. I know um, needles aren't near as bad as, you know, I think they are. Uh, medication, there's a reason for it. Just because I'm on medication doesn't mean I'll always be on medication. Uh, I do know that there are some pills I'll take for the rest of my life. Uh, but if I'm a good boy and I, I do what the doctor says, I can come off some of the others. I, I'll, I'll come off my blood thinner next month. Um, I tried to talk him into doing it this past time I went and he, you know, all my numbers were good. And he said, pastor Mike, 
it's a year. I'm going to stick to a year. I said, yes, sir. We'll stick to a year. So, you know, um, it's again, it's listening, uh, but it, and it, it's more than listening. It's doing what you hear. Yeah. I, I can hear. I mean, I heard Amber tell me for years, dad, you're a heart attack waiting to happen. You're you've got sleep. I heard that, but I didn't do anything about it. It took, you know, two processes that almost took my life that should have taken my life really. And, um, uh, I, I want to live. I've got a wonderful family, got great friends. I've got a community of faith around me and, um, uh, just good people who, who want to see the best for me. So I, I want to fulfill the investment they're making in my life by investing back in myself and in the process of, of living. Really tells us is you have to be engaged in your health. If you are not engaged in your health, your health will stop being interested in you and it will go the wrong way. You can choose to be engaged in your health before you get sick, or you can choose to be engaged in your health when you get sick, or you can never choose to be engaged in your health and the outcome's not going to be good. Um, but it really is making that choice to be engaged in your health. You can have a brilliant nurse practitioner daughter who you're so proud of all the other people she oh, yeah, fixes, absolutely, <laughs> but not let her fix you. Not here, not be engaged when she says, daddy, you're a heart attack waiting to happen. You worry me. Um, and, and, and you got, if, if you're not engaged in that, you can hear it, but you got to be engaged in it. And so it really is about recognizing the importance of being engaged in your health, because at some point, everybody is going to be engaged in their heart, in their health. It's just whether you choose to do it sooner and, or, or if it chooses to force you to at some point. And, and so I think certainly, and, and I think, you know, once you are engaged in your health, it's not as overwhelming. You've had a lot happen <laughs> for someone who didn't go to the doctor to have multiple specialists, multiple pills, a lot happen in a short period of time, but yet you can still navigate it. It's not overwhelming you. You are appreciating the importance of it and, and navigating all of these different obstacles, um, it is possible. It is it is very possible to do these things and to not let them overwhelm you. Um, you just got to make the choice of being engaged in your health. That's it. Yeah, I, you know, and and I looking back now with everything that I've been through, um, it, it it's not it's as difficult as it was. And as hard as it was, I look back going, I've done it. And I, I look at the product of, of healthy living, of seeing doctors, uh, and I am so much more healthier. Uh, and I have a different outlook. You know, it, it's a different, uh, it's, it's called life. You know, I've got life. I, I walked four miles today, uh, came inside, sat down. My blood pressure was 170 over 73. 170? 107. Seven. Oh. Did you hear it? Did you see the panic? Wait a minute. Wait. 107 over 70. Seven over 73, I believe is what it was. And, and literally that was just coming in from walking. I sat down, I climbed the stairs to get up onto the floor that we live on. And I thought, this is great. I took my sugar. It was 80. And so uh, I felt good. I ate a good lunch. I ate a good breakfast. 
I, you know, and that's the other thing too, just because I was limited on foods doesn't mean that I can't have a good meal. I, uh, you know, I had, I, I just, I have people all the time ask me, what can you eat? Or, you know, let's go to a restaurant. Let's, where can you go? I said, I can go anywhere. I said, I just choose what I eat when I go. So it's, it's all about choices. And, um, I, I feel good. You know, I'm sitting here, uh, telling my story. There's something that's, uh, great about that you know you know knowing if um the opportunity that you've given me today and i appreciate it so much to uh if, if i can just help one person if i can help them to understand um you know don't be like me be like me now but don't be like me then right be like you now <laughs> yeah and i just had my annual because you know because heart disease running in our family and you know having my cholesterol checked you know i'm getting closer to 40 so making sure that you know we continue to establish good healthy patterns and my kids came for their annuals and so yeah. you know got their immunizations and they even had blood work so i, I mean i even uh, a couple of weeks ago i went and got my shingle shot and i got my pneumonia shot i was I'm, like I'm being a good patient you are yes. now a good patient he's had his COVID <laughs> shots he is COVID, yeah he's as bulletproof he's, as we can as make we him. could possibly make him yes. i was like you will well, that's the huge thing with COVID this past year. I'm like, have been terrified, you know, with rapid tests, we would come by, you know, and my kids would test before we would go visit because of just what we were exposed to. So it was, a, oh, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been a year for you all. It really has. Um, I, uh, I want to applaud you on a person who uh, had t- terrible sugars and terrible blood pressure and a lot of, and a lot of health risks. You now have treated and controlled sleep apnea, which allows you to have energy all day long. You now have lost 100 pounds. So whether you had any health issues, walking across a room must be a lot less work. Um, You know, carrying 100 pounds everywhere you go is hard on a person. It's a lot. Um, Yeah. You know, one of the things, too, that's crazy is not crazy. I've lost weight before. Um, I had multiple clothes, multiple sizes in my closet. And what I did this time was I got rid of everything, everything that was big. I thought I can't go back. It, if it's, if it's hanging there, wow. you know, so I had to get rid of evidence that says it's okay. If you get big, that's right. No permission to slip up. It's not good. You know, I, I, I want to live. So, uh, and I've not bought a lot of clothes. I've just been able to get back in some clothes that I hadn't worn in years, you know, so, they were like new, but free. You have reversed your diabetes for those people who don't understand what A1C language means. A 5.7 is a normal sugar. Uh, that is a person who really doesn't even meet the criteria for diabetes anymore. Of course, we're still going to address sugar and we're still going to pay attention to it in someone who's been treated. But um, you have reversed your diabetes. You have controlled your blood pressure. And what I also like is you've also realized that healthcare is a relationship. It's not a hierarchy. You are negotiating with your doctors on, are you sure I need this medicine? What if I tried to come off this medicine? Where years back, you just said, I'm gonna stop my blood pressure pills and we'll see what comes of that down the road. But now you, you are having an educated conversation with people who you trust to say, here's what I'd like to see happen. What do you think? And you're able to put your head together to do what's in your best interest with a team of people who support you. Um, and so that is that is a long way to come in what was a very long year for you and your family. 
Um, and then I also heard you say multiple times that I think is worth noting. Sometimes when we don't take care of ourselves, we don't take care of ourselves for our loved ones, as crazy as that sounds. I'm too busy. They need me. The church needs me. I don't have time for that. I, you know, I'm, well, I'm in as, as moms, uh, we often, well, I, I got to get my kids to the doctor and I got to, but I don't go to the doctor myself. You know, those kind of things that we do because we've, we've got all these other important things. We don't prioritize ourselves. The greatest disservice that we're doing to our loved ones is to allow something to happen to us. Um, they, they want and need us here. And so if you really want to do your family a favor, you take care of yourself. You put the oxygen on yourself on the airplane, then you're alive to put the oxygen on the people around you. And, and so I definitely really heard you say that you have a sense of now knowing that you serve your family by taking better care of yourself. Um, and, and that's how you take care of the people who care about you that you love so much. Um, is there anything else you wanna add or anything that you would like to address that we haven't spoke on? No, I think you've, um, um, we've talked about a lot of good things. And those of you that know Amber know that I could talk, 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 because she's just like me in a lot of, a lot of ways. But, um, you know, I'm, again, I'm very grateful for this opportunity, uh, grateful for what you've, you know, Dr. Plaster, what you, you've done uh, for me this year, you know, whether you realize it or not, by just allowing Amber, I know there were times Amber would come to, to Birmingham and you say, go take care of your dad. Um, you've been involved in the process, just your, uh, your care for her. And uh, of course, then, you know, when it came time for other things, uh, advice and, and opportunities that you've given my wife and I, just even like with our COVID and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great journey. And again, it's partnership, learning uh, about yourselves, learning to trust and, um, and then having that circle of, of people around you. I know that if I need anything, um, all I got to do is make a phone call. There's people that are willing to help. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity and uh, know that uh, I, I hear Amber's, you know, uh, life, you know, with, with our grandchildren and work. And she talks about just things in general and uh, you're committed to, uh, she talks about the relationship that she has with you and, and committed to um, making a difference in people's lives in your community. And so uh, I'm very grateful. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. And thank you for your time today. And I just want to summarize it. I think the thing that stands out the most, that is the most powerful, when you say you go for your morning walks now, and I'm sure those walks started, uh, they started as a few steps in your living room <laughs> yeah. with with Amber's messages pasted on the wall. Um, and knowing Amber, it's probably super glue, so it's never coming down. Um, and and now you have the ability to do these walks in the morning. And um, what, I, what I heard you say the most is your mind, your body, and your spirit have all healed and are all having good days where they weren't before. When it's difficult to walk 10 steps, you don't hear the birds sing. You don't see how green the trees are. Um, and, and you are just trying to get back home. Um, where now you can breathe in the air and really take in all that God has surrounded you with in a way that isn't distracted because you don't feel good. Um, well, I, 
it's, it's like my fi all five of my senses have come is, have come to life. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting outside here on my deck today. The, the jasmine, I can smell the jasmine in the air. I, I, the birds behind me, I can hear them. You know, the wind is blowing. And um, so it's, 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 it's a physical healing. And I know that my five senses are part of my physical, but it's like they're alive like they've never been before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, we thank you so much for your time. We are um, super proud of your journey. You have been a constant uh, person in the center of our prayers here at our Family Health Center um, as an extension of Amber, but we all care very much for you here and we're, we're thrilled that you're doing well. Um, I sent you a, a card when all of when you were in the real trenches that said, um, you, you know, we also feel called to do our job. And if you never go to the doctor, that's like preaching to an empty church. That's not very <laughs> fulfilling for us. So keep keep making sure those people in the white coats have someone to preach to. OK, <laughs> I'll do it. Hey, thank you. It's good to see you all. Love you, baby. You too. Bye. God daddy, bless love you. you. Take care. Today's Tell Me Something Good. Change does not occur overnight. Michael, a.k.a. my dad, took one small step and then took the next small step. It was little by little that his incremental changes ended up making a very big difference. He did not lose 100 pounds in one month, but he did choose to make everyday decisions that have, that have impacted his life for the better. You can do the same thing. Start with something small. Exchange that sweet tea or soda for water with dinner tonight. Take the stairs instead of the elevator at work. Use those extra minutes waiting in carpool and take some deep breaths. Remember to be grateful. Little by little adds up to be a lot. Thank you for listening.